Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Believe in Falcons. I'm your host, Will McFadden. It is draft week and the Falcons are going to be on the clock Thursday night at pick number eight, barring any trades, which is what we're here to talk about today. But first, please be sure to check out our new YouTube channel. It's Believe in Falcons, so you can search it the same way that you search to find the podcast. But we appreciate follows wherever. So if audio is your thing, you can find us on your preferred podcast platform. If you like video, head over to YouTube and now you can see my nice smiling face there. So we've got shows coming up each day in the lead up to the draft. Had one on Monday. Go check that out. Uh, look around the NFC South and what the draft needs are for each of the Falcons division rivals and where they may, what they may decide to do uh, in this year's event. Today, we're going to be talking about, you know, will the Falcons trade up, trade back at any point in the first round? Also kind of talk about what they could do day two, day three with any trades there. Tomorrow, Wednesday morning, I'm going to have my kind of final mock draft. Not going to get into their seventh round picks because honestly, like who knows what any of these teams are going to do in the seventh round. So we'll be looking at their uh, their first four rounds where they've got the bulk of their picks. Um, so that's going to be coming bright and early uh, Wednesday morning and then Thursday. So once the Falcons make their pick and I'll have a final prediction for what they'll do coming up Thursday morning uh, before the event. But after the event, once they make their pick, just a quick rapid reaction coming from your boy. Uh, and then I will get back with Ovi and uh, Ovi and I on Thursday night will do just a more extensive breakdown of, of kind of the first round, what the Falcons did, what the players had to say about it, who who they drafted. Um, I'll hopefully be able to kind of tune in and talk to them uh, a little bit afterwards when they do their media availability. We'll hear from Arthur Smith, Terry Fano. So just kind of the full breakdown. And that'll be coming bright and early Friday morning with me and Ovi. Um, and then throughout the rest of the weekend, it'll be a little bit touch and go just depending on what the Falcons do if they draft somebody really exciting and I've got the free time, I may hop on the mic and, and do something quick like that. But the plan would then be probably Monday morning, a more extensive recap of just everything that they've done uh, in the draft. And then next week, I'm looking at having um, one of the draft experts, kind of a national draft expert, come on and just give his perspective or her perspective on uh, what the Falcons did in the NFL draft. So that is kind of what we've got on tap for you guys coming up throughout the rest of the week. Um, today, though, we're going to be talking trades. So let's dive into it. But first, betonline.ag is your number one source for all basketball info, stats, news, and scores. So get the latest odds and lines, including player reports for this year's NBA playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season, and they've got you covered for all your sports wagering needs. That includes basketball, Major League Baseball, the NHL, and right on to UFC and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games that you can play right from your home. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Let's talk trades. So the Falcons are at number eight. Um, I wrote a piece for the Falcon, like the one up last week, 
kind of detailing two scenarios and hypotheticals, one of which a lot of people are talking about, Bijan Robinson. The other, I haven't really heard anybody talk about. I asked Mike Rothstein about this on the podcast, uh, both of these scenarios, in fact, and you kind of heard his answer if you listen to that episode. If not, it's at the tail end of a really long episode a couple of weeks back where we just went into a bunch of different Falcons topics, uh, most of it being the defense. But he seemed a little more skeptical on the Will Anderson front, which I totally get because that probably involves you moving up into the top three. And given how the Falcons have been very um, methodical in approaching this offseason, I think that that would kind of be a little bit um, different than what their thinking has been up until now. But maybe that is an argument for for why they could do something like that. Maybe they have cleared the deck to just say, hey, we're kind of one player away from really putting this thing over the top, not necessarily like in a Super Bowl contender sense, but from a we're a much better team than we were last year and we have legitimate playoff aspirations that should be realized. If you feel like you're a Will Anderson away, which you can make the argument that they are because they still kind of need just that that one A pass rusher um, that I've been talking about here for a little bit. But that may cost you a lot of opportunities on day two uh, to add some other quality talent. And the Falcons have been pretty good at doing that um, in recent drafts. I mean, Desmond Ritter, and uh, Arnold Evacati last year are two great examples. Troy Anderson as well. So you don't want to necessarily give up a player like that, which is why I think that it's much more likely that the Falcons end up trading back in the first round. And Bijan Robinson is a great kind of test case for this. If if a lot of people, you know, have Bijan Robinson circled to the Falcons, now a lot of that could be smokescreen. Uh, a lot of this talk that you hear in draft season, especially late in draft season, like we are right now teams will push these narratives because they want to mess with all the other teams. They, they don't want people to, you know, think that basically they don't want people to know exactly what you're going to do. And even though you have to have a read of what other teams are going to do to really understand and maneuver around the draft board, there is a lot of gamesmanship that goes on. And if the Falcons are trying to trade, it would make a lot of sense for them to drum up as much hype for a player like Bijan Robinson or you know, a Jalen Carter, one of these quarterbacks, they're doing a good job, I think, of keeping all options on the table because that does inherently add value to any type of trade scenario because more teams think that you could conceivably take the player that they want to take. So therefore, they're going to have to trade up and, and kind of move you out of that spot so that they can get the guy that they think you're going to take. And maybe the Falcons had no intention of, of taking Bijan Robinson and they felt totally fine taking Peter Skronsky at pick 13, but they move back and, and there you have it. So I think that it's more likely you see the Falcons do make that trade back. And there's a reason, you know, why I think that somebody in in the 15 to 17 range, like if you are able to land a Miles Murphy there, is that better value? Is Miles Murphy still a really good player? Yeah, both of those things are true. So that's why I think there's just not the real, real top end talent, especially on the defensive side of the ball. It's probably going to be quarterbacks early on. You may see one of these two corners. Somebody go there. Um, but outside of that, there's nobody that I love, 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 love for Atlanta in the top 10. So therefore, if a trade is going to happen, I think that it's much more conceivable we see them drop back to the teens. Now, of course, it takes two to tango. They have to find the right trade partner. And for the reason that I just mentioned, that this is not the most stacked, um, you know, like that 2011 draft class of just top 10 athletes. So we may be wrong about that. And in four years, we may be looking back and just like, man, Peter Skronsky just 
four-year pro bowler, looking great. Christian Gonzalez, the best cornerback in the league. Like That was a stacked draft. Maybe that's right. But as I sit here today, I don't necessarily see it that way. So I think that it's more likely or that what I would do is probably look to move back a little bit if you can make that happen. Um, And then looking past the first round, looking on day two, We've seen the Falcons, you know, move around to make some of these picks before, especially they're not afraid to jump up four or five spots on day two and grab somebody that they really like who they think either slipped out around one or it definitely is not going to be there when they pick again. So they're going to be picking a pick 44, um, which is, you know, near the top of that second round, but they could still move up if need be, jump back up into the tail end of the first round to get somebody who they're still frankly surprised is there. Um, But there is a lot of value to be had, I think, in day two, specifically where the Falcons kind of do have some of their needs. You look at wide receiver, for example, Jaden Reed, Cedric Tillman, Jonathan Mingo, all of those guys could be there at pick number 44. Is that the best value for a Jaden Reed? Maybe not. But if you like him, again, maybe you maneuver back a few picks and, and do all of that. But wide receiver at day two is awesome. Safety, Antonio Johnson, Sidney Brown, Jamie Robinson. Um, from Florida State, like those guys are there. And then edge, if the Falcons don't go edge in round one, could a Will McDonald be there? Uh, could a BJ Ojolari be there? Uh, could a Adetamawa Adabawaroe, man, that's a mouthful, um, still be there? Yeah, uh, like I, I think there's a chance definitely one of those guys is is there. So I would not be shocked if we do see the maneuvering happen. I wouldn't be shocked if we see them trade down in in the first round and then trade up a little bit into round two again. You know, maybe they make that pick at 44 and then they package a couple of these day two, day three picks together and jump back up to pick 58. You know, like that is where I think the bulk of the value of this draft is, is in the second and third rounds, which is true for a lot of other drafts. But because the first round top end talent isn't there like it has been, in previous drafts that does slide a lot of players from picks like 20 to 60. And I think that is where you're seeing the bulk of the value. So it would behoove the Falcons to be as flexible and maneuver around that space as much as possible. Um, Finally, what are they going to do with those two uh, or the seventh round picks that they have? I know from experience that day three of the draft is a slog. It is long Saturday is actually the, uh, the or Friday rather, is the longest day ever because generally they're flying in that first round pick. They get there bright and early. So all the reporters, you know, get up, go to Flowery Branch to talk to that um, player. And then you're just kind of there all day. You're there all day until the second round starts uh, that night on, on Friday. So I remember, you know, we would just play basketball. I may go to the gym and work out, all of that stuff. Um, but that's usually a pretty long day. So by the time Saturday rolls around and you're in the seventh round and you're like, all right, are we getting a backup gunner for our special teams here? You like teams like to move those picks because you would rather just kind of have this thing wrapped up at the end of the fifth round. You're good. You can sit back and reflect on the great draft that you had and start planning your glorious future instead of, you know, drafting Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, You know, no, no slight to any of the irrelevance out there. But that's kind of where my mind is for some of these trades. I do think it's much more likely we see them trade back in round one than than trade up. I think that there's a really strong chance that we see day two um, movement from this team because Terry Fano has shown that he is adept at kind of moving up two spots to get a guy that, that may not have been there or sliding back four spots and still getting the guy that they had their eye on. So or supposedly, but 
yeah, that, that's kind of where I am with the Atlanta Falcons trades. Uh, so that will conclude today's episode, which as always was presented by Bet Online. As I mentioned at the top, stay tuned to the, uh, the channel, to the podcast feed for more great draft content coming uh, the rest of this week. And we'll have you covered on throughout the weekend. Um, you guys can follow me online at Will McFadden or on Twitter at Will McFadden for my thoughts on the draft. Catch my stuff over at Falcoholic. Um, I think that'll do it for today's show. So thank you guys as always for listening and I'll catch you next time. Take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.